What's going on? What's going on? Word is your boy DJ FACE, the Platinum BR, man. Platinum Talk is going down, man. Um, today, I'm doing this solo. Uh, shout out to my boy Gangsterville, my man T. Shout out to both of y'all. Um, this this is a, a particular subject that is like really, really, really near and dear to me. Um, two years ago today, my my grandmother passed away. And on my timeline, I've been seeing a lot of people losing people, you know, um, and I, it's hard, you know, everybody say it gets easier with time and, you know, you have to deal with the pain, but I, I don't feel like that's true. You know, you, the memories of you have with a person, it's, it's what's supposed to keep you going. But the memories sometimes and the thoughts that you have about that person is, is what make you break down and cry or, you know, get back into the grieving process. I thought my grieving process was over, you know, but it's, it's not. It's not over. I, I heard from my grandmother every day, both of them. I lost my first grandma at a very, very young age. I was nine, ten. So my grandmother that passed to passed away two years ago, that was my everything. You know, like I didn't know my grandfathers. Both of my grandfathers passed away before I was born. Actually my grandfather died August ninth. His funeral was August 14th, and I was born on August 21st. So I didn't know my grandfather. It's, it's hard to go through life thinking of those memories and, and those thoughts of a person that means so much to you. My grandma meant everything to me, you know. Uh, my homeboy B. Rue, his mother's birthday was today. You know, happy birthday to her. He lost his mother, and you know, uh, I could see the pain and the difference with him. Even though he's in St. Louis, I'm down here. I could still see the pain in him, you know. So you know, shout out to Rue. Hope, hope you keeping your head up, my dude. Well, I, I've, I've went with people and, and helped them bury their parents before, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Kobe and, and you know, Joy Edda Wallace, Miss Russell, you know, it's been a lot of people who have passed away over the time. It's like everybody say it gets easier, it gets easier, but it doesn't. So this episode, I'm just doing this. For everybody out there who is hurting over someone that they've lost. You know, my, my favorite TV show is Golden Girls. And everybody laugh at that. You know, it is kind of funny. And my favorite TV show would be Golden Girls. But the reason why it was my favorite TV show is because that that's what me and my grandmother watched together. 
anything that we did together was my favorite. It didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter how it was done. You know, like, everything that we did was my favorite. So Golden Girls ended up being my favorite TV show. And I remember, you know, sitting down on the floor and my grandma being her reclining chair. And 10 o'clock, we'll watch the news. And then um, 10.30, Golden Girls would come on. And then 11 o'clock, Johnny Carson would come on. And we'll say, she'll say, we'll, you know, we hear the part where it says, here's Johnny. And then my grandma look at me. she say, baby, you got a wee-wee? That was her word for it, wee-wee. I say, no, ma'am, I don't have to wee-wee. She say, okay, come on upstairs. Let's say our prayers and go to bed. We would say the same prayer, and I still remember every single word of it. Sitting in that room, you know, like, you know, my grandma would wake up before I do, and you would go downstairs, and you would smell sausage and grits, the smell of that, the aroma of her cooking. It's still in my nose. It didn't matter what it was. Just the aroma, the sounds that she would make when she had to go up and down the steps when her legs started to get bad. You know, uh, I just her smile. You know, you you miss little features like that about a person, and it, it hurts. It, it really, really, really hurts. And I, 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 I'm still at a loss of words, even though, you know, she was sick. She was 96. It's not more. It's not much more that she was able to do. And, and I remember, you know, when we was taking care of her, when she got sick, um, I would go in and I'd say, hey, Graham, how you doing? How you feeling today? Her response was, oh, baby, I'm, I'm just waiting on Jesus to come get me. And I, and I, would, tell, I would tell her, like, Graham, uh, you, you ain't got, Jesus ain't got time for that right now. You know, Trump is in office, so Jesus ain't got time to come get you right now. And she would laugh, you know, she would laugh. And that, 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 was, our, that was our thing. But, you know, when I used to hear her say that she was just, ready for Jesus to come get her, get her, that still didn't prepare me mentally, if you know what I mean. Like, you hear the words, you go through the funeral, you see the body, you do all of that, but it, it still don't hit you mentally, you know, physically and eyesight, all that, you see it, but physically and, and well, not physically, but mentally inside, it's still... It's still that disbelief, like it's still a shock to you, you know, and it's still a shock to me, you know, like I, I it's still, it's still hard, you know, and and this, this podcast is strictly for um, people who have lost people, just to let you know you're not the only one going through it and you're not going through it by yourself um, on my timeline I seen a lot of people 
that were killed and um, killed or passed away uh, back home in St. Louis, a couple people that I knew, you know, their sons and stuff. And, you know, it, it, it never gets easier. Everybody says it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't get easier. I, I, I used to have nightmares of my grandmother's funeral, the first one that passed away. You know, I, I used to have nightmares for that for years. Years. Like, the, the funeral would replay in my head. And it was like, I could see it. It was right down Natural Bridge Way, Way Funeral Hall, for all my people, you know, back home know that. You know, and um, I never got over her death. I don't believe, you know, I, I just shut it out and bottled it up, you know, and it just didn't want to deal with it. But that's not the way to deal with your pain. That's not the way to deal with it. Talk, write, run, jog, do do whatever you can to keep try to keep your mind off of it. And that's what I'm trying to do. But it's really hard. I'm not going to fake you or lie to you or BS you. It is really hard to try to move on going forward when you lost someone, regardless of who it was, and regardless of what that person did before they passed away, you know, whether they sold drugs or they was into this type of lifestyle, that type of lifestyle, that don't matter. That don't matter, because you still had the same pain that that person is gone. And because they didn't live life right according to society's eyes, that don't mean that your pain is hurts any less. They don't. You know, I, I see people who were killed and they bring up, oh, he was into drugs, or he was into that, or he was into this, or she was into that. It don't matter. It don't matter what they were into when they was here. The point is, they're they're gone now, and it hurts. It hurts, and I don't care who you are, what you've done, you cannot tell me that it don't hurt. I lost a lot of friends in St. Louis, both sickness and to violence. And it hurts. And I, I never, once I lost to violence, I never, I never cared about what they did wrong while they was here. That didn't bother to me. The memories that we had, you don't know what a person does on the side. Yeah, he might be out doing this or doing that, or she's doing this or doing that, but you don't know what that person or how that person is affecting somebody else. That could be somebody's world. And just because they wasn't living right does not mean that they deserve to be treated bad or or said something bad about them because they wasn't living right in society eyes or in your family eyes. We need to get off of that type of thought process 
when somebody passes away, you can't tell somebody how to feel. You know what I mean? You can't tell somebody how to feel when somebody passes away that means the world to them. You can't. You can't tell them when to stop grieving. You can't tell them how to hurt. You can't do that. You have to deal with your pain, your grief, your thoughts. You have to deal with it your way, regardless of what anybody else says or thinks. Or you need to snap out of it. You need to go on with life. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to shut up. Because you can't tell me how to feel. You don't know what that person meant to me. And even if you did know what that person meant to me, you don't have the right to tell me when I can stop grieving for the people that have passed away. And that's what we need to stop doing. You stop telling people that, oh, it's going to get easier down the line. Or it's not going to get easier down the line. It's not. It's still going to hurt the day that they passed away, the day of the funeral, the day they was buried in the ground. You're going to remember that. You're going to remember that. And just because you don't feel the same way I feel, you have no right to tell me how to feel. Because you think something is wrong and you're think something's wrong with me. No, it's not nothing wrong with me. It's just I'm hurting from the person that I've just lost. We need to do better, not just as a people, not just for my black people, as a world, because death affects everybody. Death just don't affect black people. It just don't affect white people. It just don't affect, affect uh, Mexicans or Hispanics or Puerto Ricans. Death affects everybody. And you have the right to grieve and you have the right to do what you need to do to make yourself better, to keep yourself sane. And whatever that is, do it for you. Don't do it for nobody else. Do it for you. Do it for you. Because at the end of the day, the only person that's going to give a damn about you is you. I just, I put this podcast on, you know, not to get emotional. You know, it, it's been a tough day today. I did, I, it's been, it has been rough. And I didn't do this one to get people emotional or, you know, reminiscing about people that they lost and thoughts like that. I did this just to let people know, you know, sometimes you might be trying to say a good word to somebody that has lost somebody, but just pay attention to what you're saying. Everybody takes death differently. Everybody does. Nobody takes death the same way. Some people, a family member could die and two hours later, they could be gone back to work like ain't nothing happened. Another person, family member could die and their whole day and whole world has just been destroyed and they can't bounce back from it. But you're steady telling them, you got to bounce back. You got to keep going. You got No, I don't have to do anything. 
I don't have to do a damn thing. Pain hurts. Pain hurts. And it seems like it never goes away. One, one of my friends, her mom passed away, Dominique, and she was real close with her mom. Uh, Dominique graduated a year before me. We, we wasn't tight, but, you know, we were cool. And I, 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 I keep seeing her put up that 2019 has been a bad year, and it has been. We have lost so many people. We have lost so many people, and not just to illness, but to just stupid stuff. Just the stupid stuff. Like, what happens? What is going on? Why they say that, you know, when you die, you go and you get to be with God. And they say that's a good thing. And I believe that that is. But that that just doesn't stop the pain that you go through knowing that your loved one is in heaven with God. It still hurts you, even though you know that they're in a better place. You know they're not suffering no more. They know you. You know they're not hurting no more. But it's still that pain inside you that you have to deal with. And like I say, however you choose to deal with it, that's how you deal with it. You don't let nobody tell you how to deal with the death that's in your heart and that's in your mind. Life takes a lot of turns. It's a lot of challenges. A lot of lessons. A lot of it. And you go through all of these three things every single day. But what makes you strong is how you come out of it. So don't let people rush you to feel better. Don't let people rush you to go back to doing things the way it was before you lost this loved one. You take your time and you deal with it your way. You take your time and you deal with it your way. Don't let nobody try to tell you different. I love my grand. I love both of my grandmothers. I do. I still do. You know, like, I, I just, I miss them. And it hurts me every single day. And I know y'all, you know, if y'all know Face or if y'all know William, it don't matter. I, I still hurt. You know, I, I I still hurt. And my grandmothers meant the world to me. You know, when things wasn't all the way straight, I can go down to my grandmother's house. You know, when I used to go down to my grandmother's house on Wabada. And, and my mom and dad would be going to the MMI club. And 
my brother and sister, they was old enough to stay at the house by themselves. So I would go down to my grandmother's house. And I used to love being down at my grandmother's house, both of them. Even though I went kicking and screaming. But I, when I got down there, everything changed, you know, like, it changed, you know, your grandma was like, stop all that crying and come on, let's go do this or let's go do that. And by that time that your parents come back to get you, I was crying because I didn't want to leave my grandmother's. You know, like, that that's what it was for me and, and my grandmother's. I still grieve for the both of them. And a lot of people in my family never knew that I had these nightmares about my my first grandmother passing away funeral. Nobody knew because I kept it to myself because I thought, you know, if, if I if I said something, you know, everybody was like, oh, you're overreacting or you drama and all of that. So I just kept everything to myself. But that, that opened up a, that opened up a lot of tension inside me. A lot of anger was building up. And I would lash out at the people that I didn't need to lash out on. And that's what you can't do. Because you're going to, you have to harness that pain. You have to harness it. And if you don't, you would let it control you. And once you let it control you, it's, it's a wrap after that. So you cannot allow the pain and the hurt and the grieving of a loved one to control you. You can't do it. You have to continue to fight and continue to move on. And I, I just want to say, like, just... Take it one day at a time for yourself, not for nobody else, not to satisfy somebody else, not for somebody to say, oh, before you go out and go crazy over this debt, let me take, you know, those type of people, yeah, sometimes they, and it could be a family member too, but sometimes they don't understand what they're saying to you and they don't know how that's going to affect you because they they see this in their eyes that you're just overreacting and doing drama and all of this. No, people actually hurt and grieve and you can never, ever, ever tell another person how to hurt and grieve. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your son, your daughter, your mother, your auntie. You cannot tell another person how to grieve. You can't. And it's not right for you to tell somebody how to grieve. You don't know what's going inside that person's mind and heart. You don't know. I, I do need to get better on talking about my feelings and how it affects me. And I'm going to work on that. And that's kind of like why I want to do this podcast, you know, so I can get 
reach out to people who know exactly what I'm saying. Know exactly what I'm saying, what I'm feeling right now, and what I'm thinking, and the pain that I feel. Oh, I, I left Arizona to go back. I remember leaving, and you know, I always felt like that my grandma would never forgive me for leaving her, but she was one of the most, she was one of the people who was encouraged me to leave St. Louis. She was. She was telling me, leave St. Louis if you can, baby. She used to say it to me all the time. You know, and then when I left, it bothered me for a little while. Then I, I started to get together down here in Arizona. Things got better, you know, and to get the phone call that she was gone, it kind of blew my mind because I knew it was coming. But... If you knew something was coming that's going to hurt you, how come you can't stop the hurt? Why can't you stop the hurt? You know it's coming. You can, pre you can prepare for it all you want to, but it does not stop the hurt. It doesn't. My grandmother was a strong black African woman, African-American woman, I'm sorry. She was strong. And she loved all of us, her kids, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, her great-great-grandchildren. She loved every single last one of us. And we were lucky to have a grandma like that. A house that you can go to when something's wrong. Whether you need to shower, eat, do laundry, sleep. You can do whatever you need to do at our grandmother's house. She was that type of a woman. And she, she meant everything to me and my little cousins. My little cousin, Lil William. You know, Sylvia, Billy, Felicia, Pete, Billy, Keith. She she meant a lot to us. Oh, and I'm thankful for the time that I did have with my grandmother because it could have been a lot shorter. But I had my grandmother for 30 36 years of my life, and I'm 38. I had my grandmother for 36 years. You know, some people don't even have their grandma for five or 10, and I had mine for 36 years. And I saw this strong, strong, beautiful woman just deteriorate. You know, like, she just went down, you know. We used to catch the, when I used to go down and spend the night with her, we used to catch the Honda Mod, Mod track bus downtown. We used to go downtown all the time. That was our thing. We would go downtown, and uh, we would spend the day down there. She'd do a little shopping, buy me a cookie, have lunch, 
and then we'll get on the bus and then we'll go right back on the hold of my like I was walking the hold of my tracks when I was eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. You know what I mean, like that's that was me and my grandmother's thing in Goldenville. You know, that that was her. That was us. And also, so people, just my thing is about saying this is just, just take your time when it comes to hurt, when it comes to pain, comes to grief, and don't let nobody take the memories away from you. Don't let nobody tell you how to grieve or how to hurt or what you should be doing or what you should be doing. No, don't don't let nobody tell you that. You are your own person. You have your own thoughts and beliefs. And you do what's best for you. Not what's, what's, not what's best for somebody else. Or not what's best for somebody to think of what's best for you. You know, don't allow nobody to do that. To everybody that we have lost in 2019, you know, to all the families that's been affected, you know, keep your head up, you know, try to fight every day. And again, don't let anybody take your memories away. Nobody take your memories away of that person. And if somebody tries to take that memory away from you, that's not a friend, that's not a family member. Not a real family member, not a real friend. Because a real friend and a real family member won't try to stop you from grieving. They won't try to take that pain. They just let you do what you need to do until you come back around. Please tell me what y'all think about this podcast. Um, y'all can hit me up. Uh, you see the official DJ at, G- at gmail.com. Uh, William Childs on Facebook. DJ Face 16 on Twitter. Uh, let me know what y'all think about this episode. Please give me your feedback. Um, and, and let me know what y'all think about this one, man. Till next time, we out the Mad Cave. It's your boy DJ Face the Platinum B.O.I.